Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joining me this week is Joseph. Yellow! Back to first billing. Yeah! Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Jay Hugh. Back at the bottom, I'm finally <laughs> Where you belong. Flipped it up. Bottom, bitch. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing Marvel's 21st film and first with a female-led superhero, oh, Captain sh- Marvel, uh, starring Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson. Uh, some other people. Clark ben Gregg, Ben Mendelsohn. That's it. Other people. Yeah, lots of people. Jude Law. Uh, oh, yeah, Jude Law. Was, yeah. yeah, that's a fairly big person we should probably mention. Uh, the movie follows Carol Danvers as she is a member of the Kree Star Force. When a mission goes awry, she ends up back on Earth uh, along the way, retaining her memories while searching through to find a Dr. Lawson and get involved in the Kree Scroll War. Um, I feel like you've already went into spoilers. Did I? I mean, I think it's it's not necessarily known going into it that she's from Earth, right? Great. There's a shit ton of footage in the trailer of her okay. doing okay. Earth Filing, shit. Flying F-15s That's a good shit. point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Wait, never mind. Forget I said that. I'm stupid. I don't understand why some of the Kree are people. Yep. And why they're not blue. I mean, that's actually a thing with the Kree in oh, comics. Okay. So, okay. yeah, there's there's blue Kree and there's, and there's like, us Kree. Okay. I always thought that was, like, Inhumans. Because the original... Well, Inhumans are like that too, but they're descended from the Kree. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, because the original Captain Marvel, he's Kree, and you know he's just looks like a big blonde dude. Old Marvel. Yeah. Even though I've already been accused for going into spoilers, let's try to avoid spoilers for a little <laughs> while and just talk. This about- one's already way contentious. This is very stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, general reactions. I say I would say the movie kind of revolves around at least one or two fairly big twist mm. uh so let's be careful yeah we'll, we we'll do we'll do like initial impressions so I, I didn't want to start out with um the the director and writer the director is uh are, are anna Bowden and ryan fleck who uh yes. wrote uh, uh another movie with ben mendelson called mississippi grind with him and ryan reynolds it's about a it's like degenerate gambling. gambler yeah, yeah. And a, like shitty casinos down the mississippi has anyone seen that yeah it's good yeah, it is pretty good. That. Okay. Um, and uh, you like gambling movies. So. Yeah, you you would yeah, like it. You, you, you would love like rounders. It. So it kind, I'm saying, it kind I of feels love. like a sequel to rounders. It's like a sadder rounders. <laughs> You're um, really hyping me up for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Anna Bowden also wrote Half Nelson and uh, Ryan Fleck directed it, which is you know one mm. of uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's kind teacher. of standout indie movies. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps um, addicted to crack. Is that, the, is that the right one I'm thinking of? He's addicted to something. I can't even remember if yeah, it's crack. Yeah, I think it's crack. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's written by the two of them and three other people, uh, which I think is, is something that I want to talk about a little bit later, but, you know, script by a committee. Um, I think I think the script has gone through many rewrites, and yeah. so they all got different credits, yeah. but I think the script they used in the film is their script. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll start with, I mean, my impression is, I don't know what my expectations were coming into it, and I feel like as we go on, it's going to make it sound like I disliked it more than I actually did, <laughs> which is kind of... I think of, that's just in your nature. I, it is kind of in my nature. I think I think it is a, a fine movie. I, I, I've seen a lot of things where it's compared to like a phase one movie, and I think structurally that's completely wrong, but just as far as like it hits the beats it needs to hit, but I don't think it necessarily innovates a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, I, I, think it, I think it's fine. I think it's an enjoyable watch. I don't think it's exceptionally memorable or one of the better entries into the into the marvel canon ian you want to go? yeah i would say i mean i i liked it it's definitely a step down from black panther and infinity war but it's like better than ant-man and wasp i would say it's like 12 to 8 you know there's like 21 marvel movies it's right in the middle at least you're keeping it within your recency bias yeah <laughs> you know what i mean comparing so, it to other recent <laughs> things yeah i would say it's it's definitely not like a top five but i wouldn't say it's on the bottom half either i liked it um brie larson's great sam jackson's great 
Goose the Cat's great. The action scenes are where it falters, the direction of the movie. Like, there's an opening action scene where they're going on a mission. The whole world seems empty. You know what I mean? It's an empty world with some fog. You know, you get no sense of the planet. Then, you know, this there's a train action scene on Earth that could have been very memorable, and it's not. You know what I mean? It's just, there's something missing. You know, I don't have the sense of just... I don't know. It wasn't as exciting as some of the, you know, Black Panther, the Hong Kong car scene. You know what I mean? Or, or the casino fight scene. I will say this. They, because this happens in that early action scene. They sometimes make the scroll shit very confusing, but they don't do anything cool with it being confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, there's never a part where they purposely confuse us as to whether or not someone's a scroll. Right. Maybe one time, but I still don't think they do a great job of it that time. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like I'm going to hit the action scenes. And there, there's like an action scene later on in the movie where it's very revolving around 90s memorabilia with like Nerf guns and pinball machines and it's set to a good song. But it's not shot well. I, I really think it goes back to direction. You know what I mean? Like, and then also the last scene, which should have been the coolest, is where she like fully forms her powers. And, you know, that scene's my favorite in the movie. And I do think that's cool. But at that point, the movie loses tension because if you guys don't know this, she's way more powerful than any other hero they've introduced. See, I know they're saying that, but I think she's pretty comparable to Thor's level of power. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think I think I think their kids keep saying because they want to establish that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good point. But like, um, she's very. I mean, she's the alpha, like Superman level power. You know what I mean? Right. So like, right. there's no dramatic tension at the end of that movie. Because they've established she's ten times powerful than the next person that she's fighting. You know what I mean? But it is cool seeing her. Her helmet's cool. Her flying the helmet. Is, the helmet is. I really mean, they awesome. needed to lean more into that. They should have had her on more. Um, her flying in space is very cool. I, I like a lot of it. I just think I think the directions where, like I said, I'm big in action scenes, and I think the directions where there's too much cutting, like they don't establish the scenery and and like where you're at and the tension. It's too much, too cutting and too much. Like it's a little. They could have done a better job on that, but I do think it's a good movie. It's just phase one, like you said. It reminded me of phase one in that it's origin story, beat by beat, jokes. You know, there's Brie Larson kind of has this smirky attitude throughout the whole movie, which I think works, but it undercuts the tension a little bit on certain scenes. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, to be fair, is, is like you said, that's a pretty standard Marvel thing. They do that in a lot of their movies. And I just think coming off Infinity War and Black Panther, which are top five comic book movies ever, you know what I mean? It's... It's more Ant-Man and Wasp, but it's better than that. And that's how I would describe it. For me, um, I, I, actually, I really enjoyed the movie. I had a good time watching it. Where I kind of fall on it is is Brie Larson, to me, wasn't my favorite part. And that's that's where I, I kind of struggled, because Maria Rambeau, her, uh, that chick is phenomenal in this mm -hmm. movie. Every scene she's in, she stole, in my opinion. Um, ben Mendelsohn is hilarious. Ben Mendelsohn yes. is fucking great. That's a good uh, you know we uh, Marvel movies can tend to be a little more jokey, um, but he delivers those lines so well. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the young Nick Fury uh, aspect of the movie, which is something that I was a little more hesitant about going in to the film. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree that the Nick Fury we get at the end of that movie is the same Nick Fury we see in you know. Avengers or at the end of Iron Man, but I was fine with it. I, 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 it's a pretty middle of the road Marvel movie to me. You know, I, I, I'm pretty anti the Ant Man and Thor movies, and so this is clearly better than those to me. So, but I, I would still say I prefer Iron Man. You know, some of the other Captain America, some of the other origin stories we've had, 
I probably prefer. This one's, you know, there's 21 movies. They're not all going to be great. This one's probably 15, 14 for me. Mm-hmm. See, I fucking loved this one. I thought it was great. And I went into it really thinking, I don't know about this shit. And I was going into it thinking, I don't really know about this shit. Sarah was going into it dead set against it. Yeah. You know, I, I'd said before she was calling, you know, she said she looked like some bitch from the mall. She had started calling her Captain Malville. Um, <laughs> you know, but... Because uh, that rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, um, uh, but you know, I mean, we had a good fucking time. Uh, Brie Larson's strengths weren't what I expected there would be. I thought she would be really good at the Marvel melodrama, maybe not be so good at the quippy stuff. And it was the other way around. She was great with the quippy stuff, particularly once Samuel L. showed up. Those guys had a great chemistry. They were good at riffing off each other. Uh, you know, I they you know they made me laugh a lot. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, you know, you said Ben Mendelsohn I liked a lot. I don't mm-hmm. think I can really talk about what I liked about him so much till mm-hmm. spoilers. Yeah. Does he have a lisp? And like in the movie, it seems like he's, he's got he's got a little bit of a lisp. Okay, because yeah. in the movie, it was coming through. I was like, is that well, that's him? His, or? That's his accent. Yeah. Like, okay. But, okay. but yeah. he he has a lisp in all of his accents. You know, almost you almost never hear him actually talk the way he talks. Yeah. But in this movie, you actually do. I mean, you know, I going off the premise of the show, I think every Marvel movie has been better than Transformers. I don't think there's been the worst Marvel movie in my opinion, Iron Man two is still pretty fucking fun. I've watched it like four or five times. Those guys are funny in it. You know, it's not a great story. I would put this probably in the top half, maybe not in the top five, but maybe in the top ten. You know? Uh, I liked it a lot. I would agree. It's definitely better than Transformers. Yeah, I, don't yeah. Know. I didn't I'll, say that. I'll also say it's yeah, better, it's than, better Transformers. than Transformers. I mean, I, I know that, you know, America is not dying to hear what four white guys think about this movie. That's That's been made <laughs> that's clear. That's very but, true. But, uh, but I liked it a whole fucking lot. You want to go into spoilers? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so one thing that I really did like about this movie is I like the way they did Marvel. Um, yeah. I thought yeah. that was a really cool twist. I did not see it coming, and and I liked that it was kind of a combination of the Marvel you get in the Ultimate Universe. Like in the Ultimate Universe, he mm-hmm. is developing Asus, and it is you know like a light speed engine and all that. Like it was fairly accurate. The only thing they did is they made him a woman, and and I think it played really well. I thought including and tying that into how she saw the Kree Supreme Intelligence, like because they didn't want to do the gooey crap right. humanoid thing that it actually is. I thought oh, I thought that was done really, really well, and I really dug that twist. And I really liked Annette Benning like, in that role. Yeah, yeah. God, how did Marvel pull Annette Benning? Annette Benning is great. I mean, they pulled Robert Redford. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He won't still be, even fun. be in normal fun movies, much yeah. less superhero movies. Yeah, so. I loved... I, she's playing three roles. She's playing the Kree Supreme Intelligence, you know, Dr. Lawson, and then she's playing Marvel. you mm-hmm. know? And, yeah. and she does a real good job. Yeah, okay. i tell you something else, too. Uh... You know, and this is going to be great for the, the for the for the for what this movie's shooting for. But uh, you know, Samuel Jackson made him young with the face, really yep. worked out. He turned around, he still had an old man's butt, <laughs> and that Benning holding it together back there. Yeah, I don't know the scene where uh, they're playing Nirvana and like she's. Fighting the supreme intelligence in that Benning. Uh-huh. I, I like that scene. It kind of got me a little goosebumpy. You know what I mean? When she was busting out. The soundtrack was so on the nose yes. in a way that I thought was going to bug me, but you know, it, it won me over. Particularly the whole song at the end, like that's a fucking rocking jam. Also, hearing that garbage song on yep. a movie theater system, that's got some killer fuzz bass in it. I was digging it. 
they 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 leaned on the '90s as a crutch a lot, but I liked it because I'm right. from the '90s. Here, here's a complaint <laughs> I had. Yeah. A whole lot of, and I'm glad we waited to spoil as to get into this. A whole lot of the '90 references though bugged me because they were just like, uh, you know, Radio Shack was a thing that existed. <laughs> Dial-up used to happen. Like, there was no joke. They just showed that it used to happen. Yeah. yeah. But that was all redeemed with the na- with the Stan Lee cameo. Uh, <laughs> it was so <laughs> fucking correct. It's, it's my favorite cameo. It's totally my favorite cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the Mallrats script, I mean, it was, and it, the movie takes place the same year Mallrats yeah, comes yeah. out. Like, it's fantastic. I loved that. Yeah. Kevin Smith fanboys. The um, I want to you know talk about the shoving the '90s shit down your throat. They that blockbuster is actually the only blockbuster left. They didn't build it for the movie. That's oh really? Like, oh, oh really? One. They went to that one. That's, yeah, awesome. that's cool. awesome. I like that. Like True Lies. You yeah, know, the True Lies. One of the thing. most '90s movies yeah. I can think of. You know, um, fucking love True Lies. Yeah. I do too. I mean, the scene I referenced earlier. The there's an action scene that's kind of built around '90s stuff, where like you know, she they're throwing around a pinball machine. They're on that Kree spaceship, and like the girl pulls out a Nerf gun. You know what I mean? It was. I feel like there was a, a face-off joke that needed to happen that didn't. Yeah. They, yeah, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. The Fonzie, the Fonz lunchbox. Like, there is, the Fonz lunchbox yeah. was also correct because so much of the 90s was nostalgia. And one of the things I've hated about 90s nostalgia is it never addresses the 90s own nostalgia. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, obviously, the other big twist in the movie is that the uh, the career kind of the bad guys, which you kind of already knew. They, yeah, yeah. They've been the bad guys the whole time. And the scrolls are kind of good guys, but, again, not really. Right. Um, but I, I feel like, and you talked a little bit about this already, uh, I don't feel like we we use the scrolls enough. No, absolutely. No. I would say I would say that first sequence when they're like uh, trying to pick up the spy the, with mm-hmm. the Kree task force yeah. is the best time that they use the it's scrolls. It's really the only time besides the couple of times when they yeah, infiltrate. Absolutely, Shield. and I, yeah. I I completely agree that that's a huge opportunity missed because there's so much you can do. Like you'd literally be paranoid of fucking everyone all the goddamn time. Yep. Uh, you know what the thing is, though? I think they had to downplay it and make them cuddly. No, absolutely. If they're going to try to do Secret Invasion net later, which they're going to try to do Secret Invasion yeah, later. Do you think so? Because I was going to say, I, I feel like me like they wasted the scrolls, who sh- is the best post-Avengers villain that you could have used as a, like a serious threat to everyone. You know what I mean? Now I don't know if you can do that. I think they'll do it down the line. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be the next big bad after Thanos. Up until this, I thought it was. But I think they're going to have to put some distance between this movie where they're cute and cuddly. But I think it will happen. And I mean, also, I feel like if there's anything we learn from this movie, it's that you can still have a movie where there are good scrolls and bad scrolls. Right. Yeah. Because sure. there's fucking nuance in the universe. Right. What is the what is the scroll chick's name? Like the chief scroll chick. It starts with like an L. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it like Lyra or something Le- like that? Is it Lyra? Oh, I think that might be Johnny Storm's wife. Spoiler alert. Uh, um. I thought it was like <laughs> Ella Lorente. Or, I can't remember. I thought that was Ben Mendelsohn's daughter the whole time. Right. Talos's daughter. Right. I thought her watching him kill the guy was very important. Right. And that they could set her up to be the big bad oh, in the scroll yeah. invasion movie. Man, that reminds me of my favorite thing from this movie. Okay, my Captain Marvel, because there's been like 90 fucking Captain Marvels. Uh, my favorite Captain Marvel is Monica Rambeau. Yep. Uh, she was the one that was Captain Marvel when I started reading comics. She was the first female Captain Marvel. Uh, and she doesn't really tie in with the other ones in comics. Uh, I liked that they set her up like Miles Morales style. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that basically it's like, oh, we're going to introduce this little kid. But maybe at some point this little kid might be the star of the show. Yeah, I, I, that was, was fun. I, I wrote, yeah, if they do a sequel, I think it goes modern day. 
and she she becomes the wingman, and she becomes the next Captain Marvel. Right. You know, because at this point, she's now 30, 20, you know what right. I mean? She'd she's be, the right age. Like she's she an could, adult now. She yeah, could totally. take that over. So I think that's probably what so, they were setting up. So do you think a sequel will be, I mean, I know obviously from the end credit scene that she's she is now, but do you think the sequel to this movie will be now or it'll be set in between. That's what I was going to ask. More of that? Or it is seems it, like it they set up a thing with Ronan. Yeah. Okay. You know. yeah, twofold. I would say the Ronan... I, there's there's definitely more story to be told right. with Ronan the Accuser, I feel like, especially where we leave him off in this movie. But the other thing is, I would really like to see uh, Kamala Khan introduced. And I feel like to do that, you have to do On Earth... Right, I mean, I guess she's also an Inhuman, and they've kind of screwed those over in Agents of Shield. Right. So I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know. Like I was thinking, because in Ronan and Guardians, we meet him. He's he's a uh, you know he's he's broken off with the Kree because they had ended their war against Xandar. I imagine the second one could tie into why that ended the war on Xandar because she's going across planets. So maybe she runs into the Kree and Ronan, and she she kind of. We also didn't get the the Kree Zandarian War at all. Though, That's what I mean. Know? I think so. the second one could address that <clears throat> well, probably. The pace wasn't used at all. No, I don't, I don't even. I don't even know why. And then uh, I think Korath, that's why I think he has to become. Yeah, yeah. Korath too. Like it, it's like I don't know why they brought him in if they weren't. They didn't, they didn't use him at all. Yeah, you, know, you could have been completely different people. I don't know if we can bring him back, but I'd love to bring back um, Jude Law in another one because I thought he was one of the the better parts of this I, movie. I actually yeah. disagree. He was my least favorite part. I mean, of this you movie. know what was the most surprising thing in this movie to me. Jude Law has some kicking forearms. He, yeah. I figured he had little girly forearms like me, but he's got some, like, mon- yeah. he should be a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. See, one of my big problems with the movie is, uh, in general, I felt like there wasn't enough time for any one particular aspect. I think just because there was a, sh- a shit ton of mythology, I don't know if it's entirely the movie's fault, just because there was a lot to cover mm-hmm. yeah. as far as, you know, what the Kree are, what the Skrulls are, what the fucking backstory. She has was, free blood. She it was, was on clunky. Earth. It was clunky at times. And so, and so I felt like they didn't have time to like sink into the B-points. They just had to make sure they hit this B-point, then they have to go to the next B-point. There's the obligatory quips and dialogue, next B-point, all that kind of stuff. And so for me, I don't feel like there were, she had a lot of relationship. You know, she she was had the relationship with Sam Jack. She had the relationship with uh, her her wingman. Several. I didn't feel like a lot of them clicked for me. I didn't feel like there was actually enough substance there. And I know for the wingman one, there's the whole memory thing. Yeah, right. fuck you. Uh, well, I think, no, the wingman is not the one. The wingman's daughter is who. I'm yeah, yeah, to. yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Jude Law, her relationship was one of the most authentic ones right. to me that, that I felt like actually connected. So I kind of like to see that. I mean, there's no reason for them to get back together now because she, she's kind of like she's past that point in her in her development. But I just liked his character. I, I just I just did not like his performance in it at all. His his you know that whole scene with like it's my blood in your veins. I just didn't buy any of it. Sure, none of it. And the the I, I can though recognize. I thought introducing the scrolls into this movie would would be a mistake because you're trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I felt like doing the Zendarian thing would have been better because you've already been introduced in Guardians into the Nova Corps. Yep. See, I still think it was for rope dope factor. So I would say after watching it, I changed my mind on that because the scrolls whole power set right is they can pretend to be somebody they're not. And that's what Yon Rog does in the movie. All right. So she you know, you think the villains are these shapeshifter people and they're not well, it still is a shapeshifter. It's the guy who raised her, or claims to be her mentor, and is actually the guy who killed uh, her mentor. You so gaslighting motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes more sense to me now. I just, I, 
I, Jude Law just didn't do it for me in the movie. I um, I, we haven't come upon my favorite part of the movie yet, which is fucking Goose. Yeah. <laughs> Goose is By the far. man. Fundamentally disagree. Goose, Goose oh, well, then was, you're you're you're. You I'm in the I'm wrong. in the dramatic <laughs> minority here. Goose I know the was fucking, fucking awesome. Is in love with him. And I think that's part of the reason I had a problem. I mean, I'm with sure it. you hate things that people love. They, I do. Yeah. I th- I think that could have been done well. I just think they they signaled it too hard that it was going to be a thing. I th- I think they 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 leaned into like the flirting thing like too much. You knew like you knew it was going to be more than a cat. Like it, when mean, it happened. Yeah, but I I'm fine with that. You knew he was more than a cat when he followed them into the fire. Right. Oh, this cat's got something. That's more what going I, that's on what I mean. They, they I feel like they signaled it a little too hard. And then I, at the very end, once the, you know you see his power set, I feel like they lean on that one too many times. I feel like. That twice, once once with the cube and once with the the fighting people, and that's it. See, I right. fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think it was supposed I, to be adorable and funny, and it was both of those things. Agreed. Yeah. I watched it in a live auditorium <laughs> with a bunch of people, and everyone loved it. I know, man, I, I, everyone man, loved it. Let me Goose. tell you something. Okay, <laughs> you guys, you guys know, and I, you know, I don't know if the show knows that yeah. I really like the experience of seeing a movie like this with people. Yep. Like a dumb action movie is more fun with a bunch of dumb people. But the audience I was with was just wrong. <laughs> they were just laughing at the wrong jokes and not at the right one. And the and the most important one, they did not think it was funny that the cat uh, scratched out Samuel L. Jackson's eye. Oh, yeah. That, and that was like, to, like me and Everyone. Sarah fucking lost our shit for that. And we were the only, we seemed like psychopaths in the theater. Well, I put that on tape in this show. I predicted Goose was going to cut out. I, was, I remember yeah. one of you three guys, it was you. And I knew somebody. I want to claim credit for that. That yeah, you should. I called that. I, That's a good call. I, I, I said that to Sarah as we were leaving. It's like one of the phonies called that, but I can't remember which the one. The phonies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Goose was the cutest fucking cat in the whole world. If you didn't, you have when no they, heart. If you when they like go Goose. to zero G's and he's like trying to get out, <laughs> and it's shitty when CGI. They put the little Hannibal Lecter mask on him. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other thing I was thinking, I like that. Like it's like a prequel to other Marvel stuff. Like I don't know. I didn't know this at first. Some point out to me is they sneak into that base. Project yeah. Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same base Where the in Avengers is. one yeah. that. Okay, I didn't catch that. I thought that was really cool. It ties into the first Avengers well, movie. And also, I didn't even realize till this that we didn't know how Shield got the Tesseract. Yep. You know, I like, think I always just assumed Howard Stark gave it over. Right. 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 I guess so. Howard Stark pulled it out of the ocean, and then from there, they you know Doctor Lawson worked yeah. up and how, how did it get to Doctor Lawson? Yeah. yeah, that's for another movie to tell us. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I saw a, this, like, you know, video, and someone kind of turned it into a meme, which is a guy takes a bowling ball, and he spins it and pushes it really slow, and then takes another bowling ball and throws a strike, and new pins set up, and then that bowling ball hits another strike. And they're like, that's Captain Marvel. And that, like, the spinning ball are the scrolls, the bowling ball is like the Tesseract, or whatever right. the general plot point of this movie is, you throw a strike, and all you're doing is setting up for actually more Marvel shit. How many road. fucking times have we used the tecor- Tesseract as a MacGuffin in, in these fucking Marvel movies? This is like uh, four It's like now. four, right? Yeah. More than Robert Downey's probably starred in Marvel <laughs> but I mean, movies. I think, that, I think that works with the premise of the thing. Oh, no, yeah. it absolutely yeah. does, but it's, it's does, just... Does it make sense that... The Tesseract exploding gives her the powers. That's what I didn't like. I mean, it, wait, what? Well, I mean, how did she get her? Position? I think it. I think it does because you know they use the Tesseract, or was it the Tesseract or the other? Oh, the mind stone. Oh, you're give... talking about on a uh, Quicksilver and yeah, Scarlet. Yeah, That's so true. it's established that it gives people powers, like and it's not stone. that far off with how she got powers in the comic. And also, I'm ready for the explanations to not make sense. I don't give a shit how superheroes become superheroes. Just start doing shit. See, yeah. I, 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 that was one of my problems. Not necessarily that exactly, but one of my problems in general. And you mentioned this kind of when she she unleashes all of her power and she's kind of unstoppable. Was 
I don't feel like we do a good job of establishing the rules of this universe just because you don't really know what's possible. So it's really hard to establish what the stakes are, like who's really in danger and all that. Like, it's just hard for me to know what's you know when what? it should be tense and when it shouldn't be. I, I, I'm always, I always, maybe not to your face, but should talk to you guys for like having like nitpicky problems of the realism of a superhero movie. I'm not, like, <laughs> no, no, I'm getting yeah. to one I actually have. Okay, I good. usually don't ever have one. <laughs> I think superhero movies trying to be realistic is the dumbest fucking thing on earth. But uh, if the Creed didn't have light speed, how did they set up the fucking jump points? Yeah. Like, did they just send someone off into space for a thousand years? Like, oh, you're going to die, but a thousand years from now, we're going to have a really easy way uh, way of getting around. Yeah, that's, like, I, that's I, a good point. I usually, I, I'm usually thankful that I'm dumb enough not to find plot holes, but that one kind of... There were a lot of Guardians, like Guardians, how Rack, Rocket Raccoon in Guardians 2 jumps to Ego <laughs> is the same as they're yeah. jumping in this yeah. movie. You know what I mean? Right. And I like, it has a lot of small, you wouldn't know it if you didn't watch the Guardians movies, you mm. know, with Ronan and Korath. You didn't need to know, mm. but it was cool. I like that kind of stuff. It really makes the universe feel whole. I mean, at the end of the day, for me, this movie really, you know, I kind of, I think Black Panther is a fantastic film, but my complaint with Black Panther is always that Chadwick Boseman is not my favorite part of that movie. And that's really where I fall on this one. I, I enjoy a lot of things about Captain Marvel. Just Captain Marvel herself is just not my favorite part of the film. But overall, I really liked it. It was a good time. I'm excited to see how she like interacts with a group at large. Yeah. Um, I dug the end cre- the mid-credits Absolutely. Scene. Oh, the too. mid-credits scene was fucking awesome. Although yeah. at the same time, I was like, and this chick better not ch- talk down to Captain America. <laughs> that guy's been through enough. That's you true. Know? It yeah. looks like just post the shit, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's like, where the fuck is Fury? Yeah. Right. Look, I'm wondering where all the people I've loved my entire life. <laughs> right. 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 All, all the people he's ever lost. Twice. Twice. Now we're going through it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Captain Mar- Captain America's had some shit happen, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel bad backing, tracking from the end credits. But, uh, but one thing I noticed about this... Okay, you remember uh, like Suicide Squad? Remember how the the never the, a good way to start the sense. trailer came out, and there was like, oh man, there's a bunch of jokes in this movie. This is gonna be funny, and that and that was like all the jokes. Yeah, that's kind of how feminism was in this movie. Yeah, you know, it was like really uh. touted, not in, from the trailers, but from the press. It was really touted as it was gonna be this thing, yep. and that was really just them selling it. There was like. There was like the cockpit bit, and that was about it. For the rest of the movie, it was kind of like Aliens. You could have switched the roles of any gender in that movie, and the movie still should have worked, which actually, I guess, is That's feminism, what feminism should be. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't think it was what it said it was going to be, which I'm yeah. fine with, because I just wanted to have fun and watch it blow up. I yeah. will say, I watched it with my friend Sasha, and i got to give her credit. I told her I mentioned it. She's like... In the beginning, Jude Law's telling her you can't use your emotions. You know, a, a warrior has to use your mm-hmm. head. And she's like, see, they're always telling women they can't be emotional. And that was like the source of her power. So that was like her. Oh, take- that's a good point. So and that was her takeaway from yeah, it. Yeah, and that's and that's where I'm torn on because yeah. a lot of a lot of them felt really heavy handed to me. But yes. at the same time, it's a fucking movie for kids, right? Yeah. That's true. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you're you're like sending the right messages very blatantly. Right. The one I particularly hated is the one at the very end where where she's supposed to be fighting Yon Rog, and you know she just Indiana Joneses him, yep. but then she walks over and explains to him why she Indiana right. Jones yeah. him. Like just fucking leave. I'll, we get it. I would be okay if we found out though she had diarrhea in that. <laughs> <laughs> for the same reason. Here, here's another thing. I know part of the point of these kind of things was that you're not supposed to pit women against women, but this shit fucking buried Wonder Woman. Can we as yes. a people now yep. finally admit that Wonder, Wonder Woman sucked? Yep. 
And that was my takeaway walking out of I texted you guys. I said, it's a fucking lot better than Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman's a piece of yeah. shit. Here's the thing about Wonder Woman. Okay, Chris Pine and Gail Godot are good, and they have a good chemistry. Go make a fucking romantic comedy with your good chemistry. That movie's fucking boring, and the action sucks. I, mean, I will still stand for this first two-thirds of Wonder Woman is a pretty damn good movie. It's the last third of that movie that okay, really the drags. The ending up. of it's awful, but I, can, I can't no Man's No Man's Land is a cool-ass scene. Yeah. I can't defend the first third of it because it has a bad CGI horseback fight when they could have just with fought Nazis. on real horses. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. And then the end the end third is what you said with that flaming fire guy. This end, this end action scene with her spying through space, destroying yeah. Kree warships and like punching her hand together. You just fucking complained about the end. No, I did it. I, no, I he didn't. No, no he's, I didn't. He's staying on point. Yeah, I said, he said I that was it. his favorite action yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. The only thing is like she's overpowered but it was the most well done. I will say this in, in Wonder Woman's defense, and, and uh, hopefully we get past this, is at the time, there was a DC mold, which is just like we're, some of Captain Marvel's problems are because it belongs in the Marvel mold. That last third of Wonder Woman is every ending of a DC movie That's we had true. gotten to that point. I guess the point is, is this is a mold that works, and that was a mold. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's not Wonder Woman's fault. That's yeah. Warner Brothers right. and DC's fault. And hopefully, maybe in 84, we'll get a better movie because of it. Because, uh, you know, Aquaman has proven that that shit don't do it anymore. Yep. Uh, so maybe the same thing is true for... Captain Marvel, maybe after the not origin story movie, and maybe her powers be more well defined. Yeah. And I want to see these Phase Two and Three sequels, like Doctor Strange Two, Captain Marvel Two, because now you've gotten that out of the way, and yeah. the movies are getting better. Like these, well, I still think these are better than the Phase One. I, I definitely think Captain Marvel can be better now that you've like you've you've fleshed out like who she is. There's no like identity crisis that you have to you know spend a lot of time on, and you've established what her power set is and kind of like where she comes from. I feel like. That was just a lot of groundwork that they had to lay in this one that's already there, so I think this next one can be better. Because I still like Brie Larson. And they got Earth out of the way. You can go anywhere with her Yeah, absolutely. I'm already more excited to watch her fight Thanos. Absolutely. Like, I got out of that movie not thinking, oh, I wish we could have done this again, or they killed this person, or blah, blah, blah. I walked out saying, I can't wait till she kicks the shit out of Thanos. Oh, yeah, no, I want to see Brie Larson punch Thanos in the face. That sounds fucking awesome. And, and, you know, I think it is going to be interesting seeing, like we saw in this when she shows up with her, her cool goth hair, is that, uh, you know, uh, she's going to have been doing this longer than almost any of them. That's also true. You know, except for except for Thor and Cap, she's been doing it longer than anybody else. Yeah, I want to see where it goes with Thanos. Like, to me, she's way more powerful than Thanos, but I could be wrong. But we don't love. fucking know that's because I mean. we don't establish right. any fucking and, rules. And that's what you said, and that's a good point. So I um, think how Endgame treats all of these characters together, you know, is yeah. going to be important. It's, I, I, and I, like, you know, to, to their credit, I feel like the Russo brothers are really good at that traditionally. Mm. Um, so I, I think they'll they'll do well with it. One of the questions I had: Why the fuck is Clark Gregg in this movie? Yeah, it's I just, you, you just to include Coulson. I, I, I actually <laughs> I actually have a storyline uh, storyline reason why I think he needed to be in this because they wanted to get him in again, but. I, I think at some point they're going to write out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think they fucked up the Inhumans on that, so they're going to have to cut it out. So they're going to have to cut out that, you know, Coulson's alive, because he's never been mentioned in the movies again. Mm-hmm. He's still dead as far as the yep, movies are concerned. Sure. So maybe this is how you get him back in other movies without bringing him back to life. You do prequels? You do prequels that he can be the guy that shows up in those. Yeah. I still stand by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is better than people give credit for. Uh, I mean, I do. I'm just saying that I know they want to do Inhumans at some point, and they have screwed the pooch on that. Yeah, they... 
they should they it was fine introducing them, but then when they spun off and did the Inhuman show, that was a, that and was, it was bad. awful. I will say the end and at credit scene, the funny one, my yeah. favorite funny one. Go yeah, on. the one I can remember. No, yeah, my favorite, you know, with with Goose spitting up the test. It's track. up there with Shwarma for me. Yeah, <laughs> as, as soon as you saw him come on screen, it's like you knew exactly yep. what was going to happen, and it was still fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah, you wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm deviling down. You know what? Fuck Goose. <laughs> that's my hot take. That, that's the hottest take we've had in a <laughs> long time. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, I thought we were gonna have much worse hot takes on this episode. I just want you to know that I've spent like a decade talking Sarah into liking you, and you just. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, anybody? Anything else? I don't think so. No, I think mm. we, we did a good job with it. Yeah. <laughs> Me it. too. <laughs> Covering it, pat ourselves on Not the back. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, cool. Uh, so that's Captain Marvel, guys. Uh, what have we been watching this week? I was hanging out with someone who was in the middle of Punisher season two. So I hopped on board for the ride and it's pretty fucking good. Cool. It's not bad. Is there the villain in this is called the Pilgrim. Is that a comic book villain? It's like a guy who's like a preacher. He wears a preacher outfit, but he's just like a badass murderer. I don't recognize it, but that doesn't mean that that, because that like those sort of like he sounds like maybe he could have been like a Bronze Age, like horror Marvel villain and or and, you know, and also Punisher solo comics is not something I've read a lot of. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and Billy Russo is, I think he's the villain of the first season. I was kind of catching on as I watched it. He's Jigsaw, looks like. He's got a right. bunch of scars. Right on. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's two episodes that are, like, very well done. I mean, it's still, it's Netflix, Marvel, so it's not top tier, but mm-hmm. I'd give it a watch. I hear Punisher is one of their best ones. Yeah, I'm going to finish it, so I'll, I will say that. that. It got to me the point where that's I'm going to finish sign. it. That's a good sign, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's all I watched. I started... Reading, I talked to her a little bit through text, Doomsday Clock. Um, I've been reading that, and the new episode, the new issue came out, and it's fucking dope. Uh, you get to see Dr. Manhattan go against, like, the Justice League, and, like, they show an actual winner. I don't want to spoil it. Really cool scene with Guy Gardner and, like, his ring. Like That yeah. has, that sense has been said very few times yep. throughout yeah, the Yeah, no. I fucking love Guy it's, Gardner. It's, <laughs> Probably, honestly, because, let's be real, if I was a superhero, I'd be Guy Gardner. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not Kyle Rayner. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kyle Rayner's an okay guy. <laughs> it was cool. Dr. Manhattan, like, has control over not just, like, physics, time, and everything. Like, he controls magic, you right. find out. Like, he controls everything. So, like, it's it's very well done. Some of the other stuff going on, like, they're starting to explain, like, how they're creating superheroes in the DC universe with, like, activating this, putting them in situations. That, some of it's not good, but... That that specific issue on Mars, or you know, it was fucking awesome. I, I'm going to talk about that too, but yeah, that then the artwork's just fucking incredible on it. So yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've seen. Cool. Um, I have been listening to Critical Role. Hold on, still on campaign too, and I will be doing it forever. How far are you? Episode nineteen, twenty? I don't know, somewhere around there. Have they already left? Uh... No. Okay. And I finally fucking finished True Detective. Has have you? Has everyone at this table finished True Detective? I have not. I oh, got two episodes. Fuck so. you guys. I did. I did finish that. We too. need. To, we need to get all through so we can just well, chat. Just about tell it. me. Did you like it or not? I did like it. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was. It was well done. It was kind of like season one. It. It. You know. It's in the wrap up is what I mean. Yeah. How they wrapped it up. You yeah. Know what I mean. It's, I'm, I'm definitely to a point right now where there's a thing I want to ask you guys, but I don't want to know, yeah. but I think I've got something figured out, so, but go ahead. Yeah, but I, I, you know what I want to learn about that is, uh, I liked how it was, um, the character, they brought a guy from Walking Dead and Guardians 2. Yes. Which, it was like a fucking famous person just for like 20, 20 minutes Great of like, cameo. yeah, it was, anyway. yeah, watch that, watch that everyone. It's, uh, for, for anyone who hasn't started the new season of True Detective, was turned off by season 2. It gives it gets my seal of approval. It gets Ian's seal of approval. We'll find out in two weeks or next week whether it gets 
Christian and Hurt's seal of approval. I will try to power through the last five episodes. Okay, well, we'll find out next week about Hurt. How many you got left? <laughs> I got two left. All right, you need to finish. That's it for me. Yeah, uh, yeah all my shit this week is comics. I, well, no, I take that back. I finished Umbrella Academy. I liked Umbrella Academy a lot. I, I'd never read that comic, I said in, on an earlier one, but I probably will now. But it's good. Everybody in the show is likable, uh, you know. There are very predictable elements to it, but I'm, I'm fine with the predictable elements. Uh, I, I watched some more uh, True Detective, and I'm really liking it a lot. Uh, but yeah, it was mostly comics this week. Uh, I read Doomsday Clock and uh, Heroes in Crisis both this week, because I was like a couple weeks behind on Heroes in Crisis, and I liked them both. Uh, I, you know, I was not sold on Heroes in Crisis in the beginning. I kind of felt like it wanted to be Identity Crisis, too hard but uh yeah. it sold me but yeah as far as doomsday clock which is the one i liked the better of the two of them it was this was the one also i was like i didn't know because you know they've been hitting on this since rebirth started mm-hmm. and they really pitched it as you know to the readers through that comic is it's going to be okay this is going to be how watchman style comics affected other comics and whether or not that's a good thing and then when it showed up, it actually just was sort of more, more sort of a straight Watchmen yep. sequel for like the first half of it. And I wasn't really on board for that. I wanted to see the DC characters. And also they had said early on, I was like, oh, this is really, this is a story about Superman versus Dr. Manhattan. And we barely see Superman for the first half of it. You see Batman for it. But this last couple, you really start to see some payoff. And this issue was really... And like Ian said, the fight on the moon was just... I mean, on Mars was just fucking awesome. Great artwork. Uh, You know, if you're someone who hasn't caught up on it, I would say catch up on it. they're doing like the Watchmen art style, aren't they? Like the nine panel, like... They're doing the nine panel. Which is... That's uh, cool. Gary Frank is a little bit more of a detailed artist than... uh, than uh, Dave Gibbons was, but uh, but you know I love Dave Gibbons, but this is a uh, th- this guy works great for this thing. Yeah, it's well done. Uh, I watched Wreck It Ralph two this week, and yeah, uh, that is a great movie. Um, I liked it better than the first one. I would say it's really a shame it came out last year because last year was so freaking strong for animated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie may actually be like my second favorite, the second or third. I I preferred it. Th- over Incredibles 2, actually. I'd still say Into the Spider-Verse is the best, but, I mean, it, it was really good. Uh, I thought the way they handled the internet was really cool. Uh, I thought the character progressions for Ralph and Vanellope made a lot of sense, and they worked very well. You know, I know we've kind of talked... Is nostalgia a good thing to base a movie on? Probably not, but the, like, 65% of nostalgia in that movie played, to me, perfectly. Uh, I, I feel like they have, like, a real story underneath the nostalgia. Sure. Yeah. I think nostalgia is just like any other, God, this is going to sound highfalutin, but like any other sort of found item artwork. You know, Mm -hmm. as long as you use it to make your own fucking thing, who gives a shit if it's pushing your your happy nostalgia buttons? Jonesy is the right market for nostalgia. That shit plays hard (laughs) to me. So uh, it worked really well. The princess bit is, is really great. Uh, you know, just all the little Star Wars and Marvel crap that's thrown in there, and it just—it's—it's it's very good. Can't recommend it enough. I did watch a documentary on flat earthers uh, on Netflix <laughs> called oh Behind the Curve. I think it's not about necessarily flat Earth. It's about flat earthers, like how those the psychology and how those people come to you know believe such a thing. And the two things it does really well is number one talks about when you're like 
a conspiracy theorist who then belongs to a group of conspiracy theorists, you start to then develop conspiracy theories about your fellow conspiracy <laughs> So, like, there's a woman who is, like, uh, one of the head people in Flat Earthers, and now people think she's, like, a CIA implant <laughs> to, like, feed information. And she literally says... You know, I really, I really don't like that people say this about me. Like, sometimes it makes me wonder if I'm that same thing to other people. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm right. <laughs> and you're like, you, you just, there's a disconnect that right. they just can't make. The other thing is, they literally prove the Earth is a globe. The, the Flat Earthers, they perform two tests in it. And I, I'm pretty sure the documentary, it's some false marketing. I, those guys think they're following them around because they think it's legit for sure and they're oh, following yeah. them around because they want to make them look like idiots right. <clears throat> so they there's twice where they totally prove it and they're like i mean this is like the end like what do we you know what do we do and then they're like oh uh, our variables are wrong we're gonna have to try it again <laughs> and like they just refuse to accept the reality of it uh it's ve- it was very interesting it's worse than transformers though i'm not gonna watch it again but i i'm not really obsessed with conspiracy theories i'm obsessed with conspiracy theorists like i don't understand how people buy into these things and so it was an interesting watch for me this might be hertz first and only sports question on this on this show isn't jose canseco a flat earther uh, he is an everythinger yeah. okay. i mean that, Kyrie he, irving is too he, <laughs> jose canseco is batshit yeah because he like thinks people haven't been to the moon and shit like yeah. that and well, that our body that we can go light speed but our bodies can't take it so like right. we have to put our consciousness in something else like, oh yeah that's like his time travel yeah, thing right yeah, yeah he's yeah. weird he i was crazy. trying to remember what his time travel because i heard him mention on the radio today and i was trying to explain to sarah how crazy he is he's and nut i also rewatched annihilation which i know you guys weren't big fans of that's like top five one of my favorite movies last year I, I I haven't watched that one either. Is it good? I I love that movie. It's it's got oh god. Me I have so many complicated. Me, listen me, to our fucking episode. Me and Nip said opposite. I like the first half. You like the second half. Yeah, that's what I remember. The first half's like a monster movie. I I had <laughs> read the books very recently when I watched it the first time. So I and and I came out positive, but I think I compared it too much to the novels. This time I just judged it on its own. I liked it even more. The, I, I the, really liked the it. book is better than the movie as a whole for me. Mm-hmm. But the, I'd say the third act of the movie is is miles better than the book third act is i think is the, is really spectacular and then it's stuck to two-thirds of an okay movie and i feel the exact opposite i like, <laughs> <laughs> it, I like the first half it's very bizarre <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, it's on like a streaming app now. it's on hulu it's and on, on netflix Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. i need to watch that right, it's, on, it's on prime and it's on hulu i know it's on prime because that's what i watched yeah. it on the other thing i did is i was in new york city and i saw a couple of broadway shows this week all right uh i saw my wife and i had a list and the only one that was mandatory for both of us was aladdin and? and worse than Transformers. Oh. <laughs> um, two things. Number one, I don't know that I fully appreciate how bad Jasmine arc, Jasmine's arc is in the cartoon, but when you're sitting in a play for two and a half hours and it's, I have dad problems and I need this guy to save me, it feels really shallow and shitty. <laughs> and uh, they definitely could do a whole lot more. Even something as simple as like, Changing the line of the, she can marry whoever she wants. It could be, it doesn't matter who she's marrying. She's going to be the fucking queen and she can make the rules. Automatically makes it better. Right. Um, it just, uh, it's the is lead. Is sexy Jafar? Like the, like no, the no. The Jafar <laughs> in it is very beat for beat Jafar <laughs> from the cartoon. Uh, the second thing is everyone is outshined so fucking hard by the genie. The genie <laughs> in the musical is so damn good. 
He's charismatic. He's energetic. He engages with the audience really well. When he's not on stage, it's fucking boring. <laughs> uh, when he's there, it's great. It rushes through the third act really fast. Of course, how are you going to do a giant-ass snake man thing? I get it, but it sucks. A couple of changes they make is they make Iago a person. I like it. It worked really, really well. Oh. I didn't think it would work, but there's no reason Iago has to be a bird. Yeah, he's so, a lackey. He yeah, whatever. Uh, it plays really well. The other thing is it does is it gives Aladdin like sidekicks. There's no Abu in it. I'm sorry. I know you like Abu. <laughs> uh, he has three human friends that are also like thieves that you know they steal shit together, and they use that to make the lie work, the Prince Ali lie, mm. and it makes more sense to me that way. Like having other people cohorts besides the genie because, and the genie can't talk to anybody else or anything like that. So it's entirely on Aladdin to make the Prince Ali lie work. Having these other guys present that he includes on the bit, I, I think makes it stronger. But yeah, I, I look, the, the songs are okay. Whole new world is pretty incredible. I don't know how they make that fucking carpet fly. Uh, but overall, I, I don't recommend it. The other one I saw and I did not, I promise, I did not intend on going to New York City and watching two Disney Broadway musicals. <laughs> but that's what happened. And I saw Frozen. And it is a damn good time. I loved it. Loved every minute. Had a great time. Can't recommend it enough. Um, it, is, it is better than the movie, in my opinion. And that's high praise because you like the movie. I like the movie. Uh, it had me like crying in the first 10 minutes. My wife bawled her eyes out the whole time. Let It Go is incredible live. They do a really fun bit with, I wish I could remember the shopkeeper's name. Uh, they give him like a song number and uh, he's, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's very cool. The, the my, my favorite part about it is um, the way the show was cast, like they don't care at all about skin color and it's awesome because you never question it. Like the girl's dad is a black guy. And it doesn't just—it just doesn't matter. It's not nothing. The story's not changed or nothing to address it. It's just he's a black guy, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's great. Kristoff is like super fun. Um, does he get to sing in this? He does. Oh, that's good. Uh, still not quite much. They give Kristoff a little bit more to do. I just—I uh, just have this specific memory of. The guy that got to play Christoph John Vigoroff, right? Yeah, it's like, it like a, a Broadway veteran, and the only song he has is like a little ditty for his reindeer, yeah. and that's it. People love... Uh, <laughs> and they do... That's how he's introduced. They change the order of some things, which I think... I, di I didn't love, but it plays fine. Either way, better than Transformers. If you're in New York City, see Disney's Frozen. It's a good time. Good to know. That's it. So we're actually not going to be here next week. So uh, if you want to hear more real phonies, check out our backlog. But uh, yeah, I don't know if we, we don't have a plan for the week after. Do we? Do we is there anything coming out? I was looking. Um, I have a schedule, but I have to look yeah. at it. Oh, I have your internet now. Us, so us is coming out the Friday before that Monday. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something we want to do. Yeah, I, I'm going to watch it, but I don't right, know if you I'm, guys are. I'm sure I will watch that open. Yeah. yeah. We also, I mean, we're also due for a topic episode, but mm -hmm. it's fine. So we'll be back in two weeks with something to surprise you. So in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, please like and subscribe to the podcast and tell all your friends. Get them to subscribe. That's how we get new listeners. It's a great help. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us uh, at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also enter our contact form on realphonies.com, our website. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies and on Instagram at Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Have a good one.